How was Lithuania? That place you speak of was Lithuania. Was um, amazing and beautiful. Um, but I, my voice is a little is a little worn out from it all because I was doing a lot of a lot of big introductions, sports casting, weren't you? Sports casting for um, a Lithuanian MMA promotion called Blade Fights, featuring some of the best mixed martial artists from around the world, from Brazil, Thailand, wow. Azerbaijan, Romania, Poland, and Lithuania. Yeah. Wow. Uh, did you do well in that voice? <laughs> Not quite. I'm raging. I'm raging I don't live in Lithuania because I get to miss that. Let's do it! Welcome one and all to uh, the... Next episode of Go Loud Selects, a Go Loud original with Simon Delaney, Aiden Power, and John Casey. So while I was away doing my thing in Lithuania over the bank holiday weekend, what was Simon Delaney and JC doing? Uh, well, I was working. I was working because it wasn't a bank holiday up, up in Northern Ireland. So I was filming yesterday. Are they not into St. Bridget up there, no? Not as much as we are down here. No. No. So you, you worked through the weekend. Okay, John, did you get to enjoy this somewhat unexpected bank holiday that we, we got? I did. Uh, did a lot of kind of stuff on Friday uh, in preparation for it and kind of relaxed and enjoyed it. But I actually did a little bit of, you could call it work, but it was enjoyable. Our list last week of these amazing shows that didn't get an extra season. Oh, I yeah. checked out a couple of them. Did you? You get in oh, there. Get up, I actually get did. up those wooden I mean, yeah. shoes. Doing your homework. A bit of a nerd, all right. What yeah. did you dive into? I dived into Wayne, which was a, a YouTube original. Uh, if you remember that, and See, I, I love you more one. now, JC, because it just proves that you do actually listen to what I'm saying when we're doing this thing. <laughs> I, I actually did. Actually, <laughs> I was tuned into you last week, yeah, Simon. Fair I was. Listening. What's Wayne like? Was it any good? Where's all my stuff? Jesus, Wayne, you can't just walk in here like that. Now get Go out of here! Go outside. Like, hey, Darren, stop! Sit out right now. No disrespect, but that crazy fool will come to my house. You won't. Why do I even bother? Go ahead, get out of here. Sit, no, sit right down there. Keep quiet. Jesus H. Wayne, you can't do that. All my stuff in my lock is going. All right, somebody tuck my nunchucks. You shouldn't have brought your nunchucks into school. Wayne is really good. It's like a kind of an action comedy. You can tell there's a bit of money thrown at it. Uh, and has a guy in it. I just couldn't place him. It's like, who's this lead guy? He's obviously called Wayne. He's a uh, Wayne McCullough Jr. is his full name in it. The boxer, he's a teenager. <laughs> not the boxer. It's not a biopic. <laughs> Wayne McCullough Jr. That's the boxer. Yeah. He don't jump in here. How are you? <laughs> yes, former uh, uh, Olympic uh, silver medalist at the Barcelona 1992 Olympics, and uh, had a what? professional career after that, and currently uh, resides and trains people in Las Vegas. There you go. But this is not this Wayne, Wayne McCullough. But not that Wayne. <laughs> not, not this Wayne. Uh, this Wayne's from Boston. And uh, he's kind of from a very low-income family. His father's at death's door. His mum's not there. And he's kind of like a teenage Dirty Harry. He goes around with a keen oh, sense of justice, beating the shit out of anybody who he's uh, a gets out of line. Kind of, but like he's 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 kind of, uh, what do you call him? Like almost a, a kind of an emo character. He's kind of long, oh, dark right. hair. You know, his shoulders always hunched. He's kind of pale, always looks kind of pissed off. But you can tell he's just looking for something. And when his poor father passes, he realizes this really incredible car was stolen from him years ago. And he goes on a quest to find it with this girl, Dell, who he's going to take him with. It's really enjoyable. Very uh, almost comic book-like. Some people make an appearance. Obviously, there's another person from Oz. They seem to pop up everywhere. Dean Winters. Remember O'Reilly from uh, from Oz, Simon? Yeah. He's a scheming Boston Irish kind of uh, guy. Yeah, you wouldn't mess with him. Can I tell you, by the way, that uh, the young man who plays uh, Wayne mm. is uh, he's Irish. I know he's Irish. Mark and he's McKenna. amazing in it. He was in Sing Street. That was his kind of big break. Yeah, uh, and he's he's playing the lead in this, and he's brilliant in it, according to you. Yeah, he's excellent. Uh, I wow. watched. 
a couple of episodes and I thought, Jesus, who is this young fellow? Like, I've never seen him in anything like what? Like, uh, I couldn't place him. And then I was reading about him. I was like, he's Irish. I didn't think for a second he was anything other than a Boston native. Like, he was perfect. Because that's not an easy accent to get right. No, um, but he does it well. It can sound very kind of hammy and contrived when people are doing the Boston accents. Yeah. Pack the car. Yeah. Going out to the department. Is there another one that people maybe a phrase that they use to try and um, chowder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something. That, but it's but it like rhyme several things rhyme with chowder. Chowder. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's great. He kind of carries the whole thing. Um, it's lots of said lots of kind of comic book violence in it. He gets beaten up quite a bit, but he doesn't seem to be kind of I suppose put him off. Um, that's kind of the battles and the obstacles in his way but it is kind of a quest it's a, it's a very comic booky but I can imagine younger people really enjoying it I mean I enjoyed it obviously but I'd say if you're of that ilk or that age and the soundtrack and everything you'd be really up for another season but 2019 I'm not sure there's another uh, season coming but look I, I definitely think it, it would, uh, warrants another season because I've loved it Excellent. so far Excellent. So it, was, did you... it premiered on uh, YouTube Premium in mm. at the start of 2019 and then it got picked up by Amazon Prime. Uh, but also when you Google it, it says, why was the TV show Wayne cancelled? Despite being a cult favourite, Wayne faced the brunt of the streaming wars when YouTube decided to cut back on investing in original programming just months after it aired. At first it seemed like the show was basically stripped of a chance at season two. Oh, but that's not really the case. Now I have to click into the article to find out more. That is clickbait. I, I don't understand that. If, if if it was picked up by Amazon Prime, then why would they be? You know, See, it's only the, the season. Across. I think the season sat there for a while. Uh, um, yeah. But again, nothing's kind of been done. So with they it. picked it, it up, but it hasn't officially been renewed for a second season. However, the show no. hasn't been cancelled either. So it's in oh, I know. Uh, television purgatory. Television limbo. Oh, right. okay. I'd, I'd say Mark McKenna's watching that phone eagerly enough now. Um, I don't know it's, what else he's got going on, but it's a good yeah. role. Wow. Okay, fair play to him. I love hearing stories like that. I love seeing Irish actors going and doing their thing. Love yeah. it. I think he could be aged out of that role pretty quickly, though, Simon, so he'd want to get on it soon enough now for season two if they're going to do well, it. Well, John, he may well be busy because another uh, Google search offers up that Mark McKenna is now the lead singer slash guitarist in the band called Milk. Milk. Okay. I'll look out for those. He's also in a TV series called One of Us is Lying, uh, which he's, he's he's got a bank of work uh, already done since, obviously, uh, Wayne. He did a movie, a thing called The Winter Lake. He's done a thing called Dallyland. And he's uh, featured in nine episodes of One of Us is Lying. So he could be... Uh, it sounds like he's a busy boy. Mm. Good for yeah, him. Maybe he doesn't care. Yeah. Love it. Did yeah. you do oh, anything else on the that. list then, did you? I did. The other one now, far more intriguing, I think. Uh, a bit more complicated now, so bear with me. Ooh. It's on Ooh. on Netflix. I think this might be a bit of a scary one now, Simon, so I'm not sure if you look. Oh, no. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> What's it called? I, I, there was a lot of ominous music uh, throughout, and it did Jeez. kind of scare the shit out of me uh, towards the end of the the kind of first episode, but it's set in kind of modern day New York. This guy's an archivist and he restores kind of old videotapes and stuff like that. Creating this archive, putting this puzzle together, well, it would mean the world to everyone who lost someone in that fire. And uh, he works for this company, the Museum of the Moving Image. So basically he gets a package on his desk saying, look, restore this. This is from some big client. He does so, and uh, it just throws up more questions. Can you hear that baby screaming in the background? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just for our listeners who don't know, John uh, Moonlights is a, a, a director of a crash. Yeah, an unlicensed crash, and uh, they're they're all hungry. Um, <laughs> they're tied to the radiator. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, an no, unlicensed crash with one client being your Very own Very exclusive. Yeah. That's true. I'm not making any money out What's of this. What's this show called? That's got me freaked. Uh, so this show is called Archive 81, Simon Wright. So he gets this tape, he restores it, does a good job. Then this kind of shadowy company, LMG, come knocking and they say to him, look, we'll give you a hundred grand if you can restore all these videotapes from a, basically a building that burnt down in the in the 90s in New York. And there's a few clues on the first tape that he restored and he's like, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued, but he's a little kind of hesitant. Uh, and basically does this woman called Melody Pendras. It's her kind of dissertation. She does like this documentary of all the people living in this the building 
in New York, a lot of strange people. And he says he's restoring this. He's obviously doing this in a, a remote research facility with no internet or, or mobile coverage. So it's all very, uh, I suppose, like The Shining, um, lots of, you know, I suppose, imagine, imagination going wild stuff. And uh, it kind of culminates, though, in him. I mean, as he's watching these videos, he's having to, like, painstakingly restore each one before he can actually watch it. So this random, horrible stuff keeps happening. He thinks he's, he's going to ghosts in the in the footage. And his own kind of backstory is alluded to as well. His family died in a fire also, um, kind of around the same time. And this Melody character, this lady, she is basically, I suppose, set upon by these guys in white jackets and dragged away at the start of the first episode. And the guy leading it is your man's dad. So he's looking at this going, what the fuck is my dad doing? Like he, he thought his dad was like a, a professor in New, in a New York kind of university. He didn't know he was some shadowy, uh, odd kind of type. And it kind of goes from there, but it's really ominous. There's definitely some kind of uh, paranormal activity, but it's it's it looks the business. And the guy who's playing this guy, Dan, is very contained, doesn't say a whole lot, and kind of really chimes with the atmosphere they're trying to create and the kind of the buzz of, He's looking at his archive footage. Then they go basically back to the 90s and it's from her point of view. So it, it kind of flits between timelines as well. It's very, very good. Mamadou Athi is the lead actor in it, who's mm. amongst other things in the latest Jurassic World. And I see that it's produced amongst there's about 47 producers attached to it. But the belled James Wan is one of the producers. Mm. There yeah. is, I think this is going to be a very, very scary series going forward. They keep laying the groundwork. It's very eerie. Lots yeah. of things in the corner of his eye and, you know, he's putting it together, but it could be terrifying. But I recommend it. But not for me. I don't know, Simon. You might get no. the first two episodes you might enjoy in some level, but then I'm sure it's going to get much darker and much more scary. No, I'm out. That's sure. a hard pass, so. That's okay. a hard pass for me. Ada, would you be into that? Not at all, no. I am even more know? of us than Simon is. No, I just I don't. don't doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. People get their kicks out of scary uh, TV shows and horror. And I don't mind suspense so much, but it's uh, the paranormal shit is not really in that bag. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's a scene in this where he's like frantically trying to make a call, obviously getting no signal, half getting through to his friend. And we know he's alone at this facility. It's in the middle of nowhere in the Catskills. We see this weird figure in the background out of out of focus in a red jacket. I'm thinking, is that like one of the crew? Did he accidentally film someone? But they, <laughs> they show up again and again. It's fucking, fucking terrifying. James Wan. James Wan. The inside of his head is a very spectacular place. I mean, he just creates some of the greatest monsters uh, in, in, that have been committed to celluloid. I mean, he's 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 incredible and the fact that it makes total sense that he's one of the producers on this because that this is his wheelhouse you know when you see all the when he did saw and obviously all the conjuring franchise and all that this is his wheelhouse and to have him as a producer would would i would i would imagine have helped get the thing made and also the directors of which there were four right through this this first season to have him there as well, helping you out, looking at you and, you know, looking what you're doing and special effects and CGI. I mean, you've got the master of horror there. He's he's the kingpin of horror at the minute. He's the, the darling of that genre. So no surprise to see his name attached to it. But sorry, James, I won't be fucking watching it. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you remember, Simon, what put you off scary films? What films kind of terrified you? I'm sure it was when you're growing up. Yeah, well, when I was growing up, like the horror that was on TV was the Hammer House of Horror. You know, that that was the fucking extent of it. But I never, like, I, you know, I only watched The Shining maybe 10 years ago. You know, it just, it's like, it's it's not that it frightens the Shining, it's just not my bag. I don't enjoy being made feel that uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how to explain mm. it. Does it make sense to you, Ada, what I'm saying? I totally understand, yeah. I don't get a kick out of that uh, anxiety and terror yeah. and the feeling like you're a bit of a fucking heart attack because someone's going to I jump never out watched, and go, ah! No, yeah. and I've never watched, I've never seen The Exorcist or any of the sort of, the John Carpenter stuff, any of those major horrors, like I just wouldn't watch them. They were never on my, uh, they were never on my dial. I think you're either into them or you're not. I mean, we have a mutual friend, Adam Paul Ryder, who fucking devours this stuff. Loves right. and he's the you know the more frightened he can be the better. I no, it just does. It just is not. It's not on my radar. 
No, I, no, don't, no. I don't think I was put off by anything in particular, Johnny. Mm-hmm. I'm just a very delicate flower. More like a hedgerow along the N1, whatever, whatever. I wasn't so, um, like, I don't, I do, oh, do you know what, who did give me nightmares? That little mm-hmm. fucker, the little doll, Chucky. Chucky. Can we open my presents now, Mommy? Isn't he? Yeah, he was under my bed for for a year or two. Because that not that where he came from? And Freddy Krueger was a bit of a... Got in my head as well. Where no! you little meatball? I love soul food. You know that if you went to sleep, he, that's how he'd get you in your dreams and kill you. What yeah. was what was his surname? Arlaw, was it? Chucky. <laughs> he was he was of the Arlaws, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Arlaws, yeah. yeah. That's right. spell that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> little, little Republican little fucking <laughs> Republican doll. His little dungarees uh, going around baiting everyone. <laughs> you see, I never, I, 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 I never opened myself up to that world of, of Chucky and the, and all that kind of stuff. I, I just didn't never watch them, Johnny. You watched ever all. You're into it, aren't you? I like, yeah, I like, I like the idea that like nothing bad's going to happen. You know, you're at an age where you can just enjoy them for a bit of fun. But I guess when I was a kid. I mentioned on the podcast before watching Halloween one when I was very young. No, like I lived no. beside a cornfield, you could see the shadows. Like Whoa. anyone could just walk into my garden. Why did I, you watch it? And see, I that was, was the thing. Yeah. I was told we, I wasn't we allowed. Mature, we weren't mature enough to be able to separate that this is only a movie and you're safe in real life. But it made mm. us feel like shit. This could happen to me. So like you'd go to bed terrified that Freddy Krueger could actually come and get you in your dreams, or there was this little two foot ginger doll under the bed who was a maniac. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that yeah. you weren't supposed to really be watching them until you were of a certain age, but you don't wait till you're eighteen; it'd be boring by then. You want to see them but when the you're thing young. Is now, a lot of these things, if you watch them back now, you'd actually laugh at them. Yeah, like Freddy Krueger is a bit stupid. Like, yeah, like I remember watching the camp. the original It, and I say that because I know there's been one or two remakes, or certainly a part two of it. And I watch it now, and it's it's laughable. Literally, you laugh out loud at it. He's, he's the least yeah, the scary yes, thing I've ever seen. Yes, H is silent at the start of that, isn't it? <laughs> I'm getting very deep. These are very confusing jokes. Anyway. We just can't keep well, up with you. Uh, now, there is one. Okay, so that's one thing Simon and I have in common, which is our uh, our, our fear of very, scary movies. Yeah. Something else we both like. And John, I'm not sure about you. I know Brian certainly isn't as, when we spoke to Brian before, he's not as big on the 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 Hollywoodland era of, of the movies, the 30s and mm-hmm. the 40s and the 50s. However, I only came upon a trailer today that has got me very excited oh. for a number of reasons. Ooh. One, because I'm a huge fan of Raymond Chandler, um, the creator of the Philip Marlowe series. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, there would have been a lot of radio plays back in the, the, the 40s and the 50s. Then there's been a couple of TV spinoffs. Humphrey Bogart has played him. I think James Cagney played this guy. So he's like a, this hard-boiled uh, detective. Anywho, there is a movie coming out on St. Patrick's Day, the 17th of March, called Marlowe, directed by Neil Jordan and starring as the title character, Liam Neeson. Los Angeles, the city of angels. More like the city of dirty little secrets. People pay me to look into the activities of its finest citizens. I'm a private detective. The name is Philip Marlowe. Yeah, I saw that trailer. Looks real good. Yeah, set in 1939 in Los Angeles. As the private detective Philip Marlowe is hired to find the ex-lover of a glamorous heiress. Film also stars Diane Kruger, Jessica Lange, Alan Cumming. Um, oh, and Colin Meany uh, has an appearance in it as well. As well as, mm. am I saying this lady's name right? Sienna Kerslake? Shauna Kerslake, Irish Shana. actress. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Happy yeah. days. Really hey, good Jessica cast. Lang. Yeah. yeah. It looks beautiful. It has that lovely, soft, diffused look of the of the 30s and 40s in Los Angeles. 
Um, Ian Hart is in it. I love Ian Hart. Wonderful yeah. actor. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a great cast. Alan cast. Cummings as well. Patrick Muldoon. Um, I'm looking at the poster here. Mother of Divine. They've airbrushed uh, uh, Liam's face, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was funny. I was watching, is, is he the right guy for this This hard-boiled detective brooding kind no, of character? No, he's not. No. Is they he not? Just let, I don't think they should have let Meanie play. I don't, I heard, yeah. No. I don't know. Listen, I, funny enough, I, I actually rewatched Schindler's List was on last week. He's a fucking so that was going to be my other question. When's the last? What's the last good? And I don't mean this any disrespect to Liam Neeson because he's he's terrific in everything he does. When's the last really good movie you saw him in? Because of late, he's just become this action hero. He's either on a train bashing people, on a plane. Yeah, but then you see, if you're an action movie fan, you'd say any of those movies. But mm. again, that's not really my bag. Yeah. Um, he filled the vacuum all right for a kind of action, I suppose, re- relatable, like not the rock. Quite late in his career as well. Yeah. You know, this is, he's doing He should have been Bond, by the way, shouldn't he? He could have been a great Bond. How long ago? 20 years ago. Mm. You know I just I mean? wonder, could he have been this Philip Marlowe character 20 years ago as well? The puzzle has many pieces. I don't know what you're going to find. Have a look at the trailer and see what you think. Just it's yeah, Marlo. I have a plane here. Uh, I mean, it looks the business. I mean, it looks fantastic. Yeah, and I even love. The, I even love the style of the poster for the movie. It's very, you know, of that age. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm loving. I'm loving the cast. I'm like Charlotte Kerr's like. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'll be into this. Will we go on a little cinema date, the three of us? Let's. I think we should do that. Well, it's coming out, like I said, uh, Paddy's Day. I presume it's, a th- it's a, yeah, it is a theatrical release. It's not going straight to one of the uh, streaming services. Anyway, that's just, I didn't even know this was in the works, so it was a very there pleasant surprise to see it because uh, I know you're a fan of that era, Simon and genre, as I Yeah, yeah, see. yeah. Um, I think what we should do, it's out on Paddy's Weekend, is it? Yeah. We want to avoid going out that weekend anyway because it's going to be like the last yeah. days of Caligula around Dublin at that point. Um. Let's do the week after. Just like a lot of sex as opposed to just rowdy drunkenness. Uh, A lot of score settling, I imagine, among all the orgies. There is that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are we we talking about Caligula or Paddy's Weekend? A lot of poisonings. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, yes. um, I'm just reading here a little bit more uh, about the info about the movie. Uh, Some of it was shot in Dublin, in fact. The interior scenes were shot in Dublin. Of course, it's a Neil Jordan movie, so he obviously wanted to make some of it here. Oh, it's Neil Jordan, is it? Yeah, mm. did I did I not mention that? Yes, it's Neil Jordan. No. And it's actually based uh, on a novel, okay. this particular, because Philip Marlowe, there was like tons of different books which he starred in and different episodes. This is actually based on a, a John Banville novel, so he's obviously picked up the character after um, Raymond Chandler passed on or maybe he bought the rights or whatever. I read a Raymond Chandler novel there two months ago, The Little Sister, uh, yeah, a brilliant book, but like Jesus, the way he talks about women in his books, it's they're very much of like, the time, and I'm sure this film oh will God. be uh sanitized in that regard. I mean, these you know, this is yeah, very old fashioned. Um, you should listen to some of the, the radio plays, are amazing because they're so well produced. Um, and it's all very you know, it was cold outside, but I was hot and bothered. So <laughs> that's not Ronan Keesing this week, okay? Ronan Keesing is not a god bless. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking sexist <laughs> homicide detective <laughs> in the forest. He's forever, uh, your man Marley's forever going into like situations he shouldn't, probably without his gun. And then as soon as he walks in the door, he gets a thump on the head or he gets poisoned or something and he wakes up and, you know, he somehow gets out of it. It's, it's a very strange character. He never seems to learn his lesson. Like every time you see his films or read a book, it's always the same thing where he's just, you know, swigging yeah. whiskey first thing in the morning, you know. Dodging the, the the bailiffs and taking on one last case before he, you know, supposedly settles down. But uh, very can good I character. give you? Can I give you a couple of early reviews of this movie? Because they oh, are oh, yes, good. Uh, I've got three reviews here in front of me. These are on IMDb, <clears throat> um, and they're marks out of ten. And the highest one I found is five out of ten. Oh no! Five, 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 five you know or what? four. 
Um, let me give you a quick. I'll give you a quick line. I was very excited for this movie being able to watch it. The presence of Diane Kruger and Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson. Movie was a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this movie was a disappointment. Many people I was at the movie with walked out. The dialogue was flat, tedious, uh, boring, way too often repetitive. And I love this line. When you hear this, the writing should have been lighter and more vicious. I do think old Hollywood was much better portrayed in films like Chinatown, etc. Hard to compete with such classics, but Hollywood really does like to eat itself for dinner and then feel satisfied the fried chicken was too deeply fried in old and rank grease. Wow. Fuck. They're not like an ad. Yeah, no. Maybe I'm just... Right, we're maybe going I'm just to not Temple Bar and Paddy's Day as per usual, boys. <clears throat> Fuck that. No, I think we should go and see it in a, in some. Listen, this is just three people on IMDb. I wouldn't be worried about that. Jesus yeah. wept. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> the only good acting was by Jessica Lange. Plot didn't interest me. Photography was decent. Wow, that's not good, is it? Um, no. There you go. So it was one of the, the last really great renderings at that time or period in LA and whatever you want to call it. LA Confidential, I thought it was a great film. Mm. Dudley, we had a deal. You and me and Patrick, we're a team. We're friends. Hush, hush. Like just the, mm. the detail and the time it took to make it and the casting was spot on. But if you get that kind of wrong, it come across. It comes across as like a fancy dress party gone wrong, you know? Kind but of, come here, you were asking what was the last good Liam Neeson movie? What was the last good Neil Jordan movie? Um, The Name of the Father. That was Jim Sheridan. That was Jim Sheridan. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, the, Michael um, Collins? Michael Collins. <laughs> Possibly. No, that's cruel. It's on the last big well-known. Have you worked with him, Simon? I haven't. No, no, I haven't. Um, I've never had the chance to work with him. No, he's never. He's never okay, let's go through some of his more recent works, or certainly post-Michael Collins. The Butcher Boy. The uh, masterpiece. Movie. Love yeah. that film. Okay. The Good Thief. Haven't seen 2002. it. 2002. No. The Actors. 2003. Haven't seen it. Okay. Sorry, the Actors. The Actors. Hang on. I was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in that one. All right. Let's that pull it up. But that, that wasn't directed by... Uh, it was written by Neil Jordan and uh, directed by, by Conor McPherson. Starring Michael Caine and Michael Gamble. So, yeah, I have worked with Neil Jordan, yes. <laughs> So you're in this particular movie, are you? Yeah, Michael Caine was in it. And Michael Gambon, yeah. yeah. I played Michael Dylan, Gambon's son. Yeah. And Dylan Moran and Mike, uh, Michael McElhatton, Miranda Richardson. Yeah, it was a great cast. Uh, and incidentally, another little tidbit of information, Conor McPherson. Uh, I sat beside him for four years in school. We lived around yeah. the corner from each other. Um, so, yes, I have worked with Neil Jordan. He's a lovely man. I take all of my previous statements back. And the last great movie he made was The Actors. <laughs> <laughs> that you were in. What about Breakfast on Breakfast on Pluto? That was a big movie, and then he also That's a good film. Up. Yeah, he uh, now he was the writer of that, and also On Dine, which was a 2009 movie with the Fardla Colin, and uh, oh no, he did direct that as well, and uh, Dervla Kerwin, and uh, um, yeah, a few others. Stephen Ray. Yeah, he, well, he's worked a lot with Stephen Ray and with them, Liam Neeson. Yeah, the Borges. Did I even watch that? That was a no, big no. show he was part of. Yeah. 29 episodes. Create, created by Neil Jordan, starring Jeremy Irons. Well, look, it's not. he hasn't been sitting on his arse doing nothing. No, but we all kind of know he hasn't really made a better film than The Crying Game. Here. Let's call this the usual. Thanks. No, no, it's on me. You can take it out if you want. Came to see her, didn't you? Listen, there's something I should tell you. She's uh, swat. That's an amazing film. Interview of Vampire is very good. Were you with Michael Collins at all? Simon. Me? Was I in it? No, no, I wasn't in the. I, I did. Um, I was driving a van for Sam Hire when they were making it, and I did deliver gas onto one of the sets. My dad was. That in it. Was he? Yeah. We don't talk about him. He played a British soldier, and thankfully oh, he, did, he 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 ended up on the cutting room floor. So my dad was in the navy. So a lot of the the army and the navy and the FCA and all them were were um, yeah. recruited to play uh, extras and soldiers and the like. But we some great photographs of him down at the uh, I think it was in you know the black pits over there by um, 
yeah, or like down mm. past. Yeah, it's over, it's inner city Dublin. Inner city, yeah, where they also so that's where they recreated the the GPO and blew the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, that's where I, I remember delivering to the set and down then, there and look and standing on Cannon Street was fucking incredible. If I'm right in thinking, the same area was used very famously in the movie with uh, Richard Burton, the um, oh God, come on, brain, the spy classic, the the man who came in from the cold oh, or the really? fellow who stuck out in the cold or whatever it was called. Yeah, they rebuilt the um, the Berlin Wall there. Wow. Holy moly. God, this is the place to come when you want to find out absolutely fucking useless information, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the place we to be. Tours in Dublin and go, <laughs> See this fancy uh, multinational <laughs> bank? Well, once upon a time, a movie set was there for a famous movie. Did you see that recent study But it was the best film ever made in Ireland and Saving oh, wow. Private Ryan won? Really? Captain just gave you an order. Yeah. Make the one he gave to take this machine gun. That was a real doozy, wasn't it, Sergeant? Soldier, you are way out of line. Yes, sir. That was one hell of a call coming to take this nest, but the hell, we lost one of our guys going for it. I swear, I hope Mama Ryan's real fucking happy knowing that little Jimmy's life is a little bit more important than two of our guys. But then again, we haven't found them yet, have we? Have Yeah, best film shot in Ireland. Um, I don't know now. I mean, I saw it in the cinema and I really enjoyed yeah. it. I thought the opening scene was incredible. Oh, I, I love the movie. It's a movie. It's a great movie. Happily watch it any time it's on, or sometimes the I go, best movie, I watched it the best movie made in Ireland that way, though. Well, like from what? What's the criteria? Like, I think it wasn't meant to be here. They had somewhere else, and then uh, late on, wherever they were going to film the beach scenes, they couldn't. And Ireland was a bit of a kickballock scramble to to get that over the line. And what about uh, Braveheart? Down to Curra, you know Braveheart. Braveheart one of the um, several battles that was filmed in the Curra when the uh, English are charging the Scots and there's the big wide shot and coming from the left is the, of the frame is the English and coming from the right is the Scottish and they're charging at each other. Mm. If you look, if you just look at the very top of your TV screen, you can see an ambulance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ye, ye old ambulance? Yeah, a 13th century ambulance, yeah. It was made of wood wow. and uh, had wooden wheels, but it's an ambulance. Wow. And a fella sitting on the roof going, beep, beep. <laughs> He's playing it with like a, a fucking old dear, horn dear. or flute or something. What about yeah. The Field? That's one of my favourite yeah, Irish movies that. ever. Ever. And beautifully shot as well. What was the so one with your man down in Kong? Old John Wayne. Oh, oh yeah, the quiet man. Mm, that's got to be there as well, yeah. right? Uh, Darby O'Gill. Darby O'Gill. No, none of those are actually in this list, but it's like it's like an aggregation of oh, all. Oh, you have a list. Do best, it. Best five. rated. So you have obviously your number one, uh, Shaven Ryan's Privates. Um, yeah. Number two, My Left Foot, which I have to admit I've never seen. Wow, uh, is that terrible? I don't know. I no. hear it's great though. We were shown that in school, I think. Do you remember the, the teacher would wheel the old trolley in with the telly on a Friday when they were hungover. <laughs> What's number three? Number three is Barry Lyndon, Sandy Cooper, <clears throat> which is a great film. Mark this and come what will of it. I will fight the man who pretends the hand of Nora Brady. I'll follow him if it's into the church. I'll have his blood. No, he'll have mine. I think he was so strict about his light he'd only use natural light and candlelight so i think working on that film what it turned out great, to work with. was a nightmare jesus christ god was lighting the scenes was he basically christ yes hmm. uh fourth, okay, i never saw that number four yeah fourth and this is your mate uh john carney and once ah, yeah people like that and rounding out top five it's been mentioned already neil Brave jordan's Mark. best i'm only joking jim sheridan in the name of the father, uh, yeah, that's a great film, though. It's a fucking great movie. Pete Postlethwaite, Jesus Christ, oh, Giuseppe, bless him. brilliant, Giuseppe Conlon. I know that was an incredible movie. It really was. I remember when it came out first. I think it was. I think it was the late Jerry Ryan had been to see it in the premiere or something, and he was saying that he was that revved up by it. He said it. It kind of made. It, it made you want to run out of the cinema, pick up a stone and fucking throw it at somebody. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I thought, But then when I saw the movie, I knew exactly what he meant. It really did. It just fired you up. 
Mm. Oh, the injustice. That's of not it. a bad list. I, I've never seen Barry Lyndon. It's a it's a good one. It's a it's a good three hours of your of your day now. But it's it's Ryan O'Neill. Looks amazing. Um, yeah, it's Stanley Kubrick though. He was very exacting in his in, in his approach. I do remember in the name of the father. Um, my mum saying I had to watch it as it was like an important film or something. But yeah, yeah, there was a real sense of injustice <clears throat> throughout that film. Like, well, I think that's why she's probably meant it was an important movie because you got to see that you know ultimately held to account. You know, I mm. found out for for a crime that did not commit. But um, yeah, amazing. I, I know that. Emma Thompson should have. I think she got the Oscar nod. I'm not sure. Emma Thompson, of course, so good in it. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who this is, Mister Dixon? No, I don't. Well, then, would you be so kind as to read the statement that you took from him on the 3rd of November, 1974? A statement, my lord, which vindicates all of these people, all these innocent people. My lord, people, I need to someone, see a copy of someone, this Someone, either that man or, or his superior or his superior's superior ordered that these people be used as scapegoats by a nation that was paying for blood. My lord! In return for the innocent blood spilled on the streets of Guildford. And by God, you've got Pierce your blood, making a political she was brilliant in it now yeah. you've mentioned brought up that movie it's definitely time for a rewatch i don't think i've seen that yeah i think you're right time. i haven't seen that in years you never you never seen on the telly or on, on any of the movie channels right? it's never really shown is it not really and it's a, a film i think a lot of people wouldn't need to uh, you know be prepped on too much. Just watch it. It's a really enjoyable, brilliant story. Uh, obviously, there's the the sense of injustice that comes out, of it, but like it's beautifully executed. Like Jim Sheridan, when he was on his game, like that guy knows how to make a film. I haven't mm-hmm. seen much from him in long while, other than Sophie Tosca on the Plantier. But like, he's a very good filmmaker when he's when he's bothered. Oh, yeah, I watched um, I watched that series, and it was interesting because two of them came out at the exact same time. There was the Jim Sheridan version, and then I think a Netflix mm-hmm. version. Um, I found with the Jim Sheridan one, it was he inserted himself a lot into it. My name is Jim Sheridan. Twenty years ago, this story caught hold of me, and it won't let me go. It is a story about primal fear, about the existence of evil among us. In terms yeah. of like he was the he was the 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 face and the voice telling the story, which I thought was um, interesting. Um, I know can John. I, Yes. Go on. Go on. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, because no, I was going to take us off uh, off in a different direction there for a second. So I uh, do just see. have one little list relating to that that I found, which is an article from the yeah. Irish Times. And I love it, John. It, it, no matter who else brings a list, Simon, I'll oh, fucking get a list. I, I just I know because because you triggered something, and it, it, this is written by movie reviewers from Irish Times, and this is a list of the greatest Irish movies ever made. Do you want the top five in their opinion? Okay, I'd so now how does how does this differ from John's list? As in, yes. John's is filmed here, and yours is Irish made. Well, the best Irish, the fifty best Irish films ever made in order is the name of this. Okay, okay. um, so I, I I'm looking at a couple of these, and I don't see any connection to fucking Ireland. But then again, maybe I'm reading it fucking wrong, because for a start, number five. Hmm. Uh, okay, so number five, uh, Hunger. Ooh, great film. Michael Fassbender, 2008. Number four, I'd be amazed if any of the three of us have seen this. I know I fucking haven't. Man of Aaron. No. 1934, fictional documentary on life in the Aran Islands. Holy wow. Christ. Yeah, never That's heard of it. There's a movie from 1984 called Anne, Anne Devlin. Never heard of that? No. No. Yeah, Breach Brennan. It's about Robert Emmett's 1803 rev, uh, revolution. Wow. Why you waited till five past six and beyond me? But anyway, um, number two. <laughs> <laughs> what has got into you today? This is. I don't know. I'm messing. very tired. This is I worse than normal. <laughs> I mean, better than normal. <laughs> I was up at five o'clock this morning. I've been on two trains and a car. Yeah. And I'm. Fucking gone batty. Number two is The Dead. John Hewson's The The Dead. That's good. Yes, the newspapers are right. Snow is general all over Ireland, falling on every part of the dark central plain, on the treeless hills, 
softly upon the bog of Allen, and farther westward, softly falling into the dark, mutinous Shannon waves. And the number one rated movie, in the opinion of Donald Clark and Tara Brady, is Barry Lyndon. There you go. Baz Lyndon. Baz Lyndon. Wow, Kubrick's, Kubrick's masterpiece, they say. Anyway, that ends my list contribution for today's episode. Love a list. Short, very short. John, I'm just curious that on your list, um, Star Wars didn't make it because wasn't that all the hullabaloo in the oh, last yeah. few years? Oh, Jesus, how was that not on? That's good. I watched, I watched those again. I, I only watched the Star Wars film for the first time probably five years ago. No interest. And I love the original run. And I didn't really watch the 90s reboot, but I watched the latest ones with Adam Driver etc and i love them i thought they were amazing uh and of course all the the footage of you know shot down there as well and the, the skelligs but um no, i think they would have made it onto the list people love those films mm. i would have thought so and i would have thought braveheart was on there too i know must be yes number six. likewise and 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 p.s i love you <laughs> that's and oh, a couple of jackie chan there. let me let me lob another one in here the mm. commitments are you mr rabbit yeah? I've come about the ad. What ad? The one on the paper. Huh? If you got sold, and if so... You have the wrong rabbit! Can I have me paper back? Fuck off! Ah, yeah. Man, like, that was Dublin Jesus at its Christ. finest. I don't, I don't mean to be bad, but have you watched the commitments, like, lately? I watched it recently, yeah. Thick, no, I mean, just some fucking ropey delivering of lines in that, Simon. There's no denying it. Some, some. <laughs> Jesus wept. Yeah, the casting, some of the cast, casting was questionable, but it's a fucking great movie. It's so enjoyable. The, 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 the sheer feeling it's of it. What's his name? Deco. He's a bus conductor. The top Deco. I bought the Deco. The Lord sent me on a fucking Suzuki. <laughs> Who have you played with? All the greatest. Martha Reeves, Sam Cooke, only 13 at the time, a poop. You're fairly ruffled my Savoy Fair there, Dean, my man. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's very I good. I fucking love it. Like sitting on the dart singing. Oh, I just. Oh, Jesus I, I miss Christ. It. Yeah. yeah. Around Jack. And don't oh, what a movie. No, what a yeah, movie. No. Colomini yeah, played it as well. Ah, sure. Look at Jesus Christ. Actually, look, we could keep going on Irish movies then with the intermission column. It's all column films, really, isn't it? I was in intermission too. Jesus Christ almighty. Did you get a strap around it? I was trying to remember who Simon was. We in the pub? I was, I was, I was in the, it was a scene in the disco where I tried to pick up Deirdre O'Kane. On your shoulders? I was talking about fish and chips. (laughs) (laughs) I was, (laughs) <laughs> and then they said action <laughs> oh my god and they kept it in the movie yeah my god I mean. the gentleman step away from Deirdre O'Kane please yeah because the man in the trench coat we're only meant to be delivering a bottle of gas what are you doing talking to the talent <laughs> god almighty and we haven't mentioned the classic Mrs Brown's Boy at the movie oh I was saving that one Simon yeah uh, starring of course someone playing <laughs> so Tom Simon. Cruise the real question is, what's what's your favourite movie filmed in Ireland that you've been in? That I've been in? Oh, Christ, yeah. don't know. I'm not, I'm not going there. Well, there's all, we've already mentioned a handful of them yeah. there. Yeah, we know it's Zonad, which I saw in Galway, I think it's premiere, and actually really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it probably was Galway, the fly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That ended up at the Tribeca Film Festival. It was a bloody good film. Very, very, and very we, funny. Yeah, actually, here's the bizarre story with that. We ended up attending the Shanghai Film Festival with Zonat. <laughs> Were you wearing the full getup? I wasn't, but I sat watching Zonat with Chinese subtitles. It was fucking bizarre. <laughs> it was fucking bizarre. Oh my god! Yeah, I am going yeah. to look online for the uh, Chinese version of Zonad just to see oh, something. In his red latex, speaking Chinese. <laughs> oh, dear God of Almighty. Um, have you a little cuisine for us this week, Jay? I have a little cuisine for you, Simon, on your favourite topic. 
Man United. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say custard slices there for a minute. What? <laughs> Few questions. Nothing at stake. Only I'm your. I'm not going to get that right here. How many have you got? Three. I'd say we've got about maybe six or seven, but we'll see how you go. Shane. Hey, Doc, can you help me? Uh, yeah, I'll try, Simon. I'll try. You're a fellow United fan, aren't you? Yes, he yeah. is. He's He's a United. United. No, I'll start yeah, off with, a, with an easy one, right? Go ahead. Uh, Alex Ferguson's, Red. Alex Ferguson, Red. <laughs> the Red, Red Devils. Alex Ferguson's first game in charge of United. Who was it against and what was the score? Ooh. Jesus Christ. I bet you they lost. Um, Fergie's f- first game. So, um, I'm trying to think, was it a league game? Uh, I think it's a team that are no longer in the fucking league anymore. It's a Reading or it's a fucking. You're along the right lines. Am I right in saying, John, they lost? Oh, they lost. I think yeah. he lost a lot of games starting off. He did, yeah. Someone like QPR or something there, fucking. No, I know. I know. It's Robert Maxwell's former club, Oxford. Was it Oxford? Correct. Oxford they, United. And they did lose, didn't they? 2 0. Fucking uh, hell, yeah. Poor Robert Alex. Maxwell. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking. And we were all calling for his head. Third bird. Uh, here's the one for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit easier. You call it like what a description for someone of uh, Robert Maxwell's uh, distasteful um, existence. You're a dirt bird. <laughs> He's a dirt bird. Uh, He's a dirty bollocks, yeah. This is a bit more contemporary now. I think you might get this, Simon. So I'll give you I'll give you three three guesses or there's, there's a, a range of uh, answers here. Oh, Rude Van Nistelrooy, right? Yeah. I mean, he banged in a lot of goals in he 150 did. appearances for United. But what was his goal ratio? Per game, was it zero point five four goals per game, zero point six three goals per game, or zero point seven two goals? I'm going to say seven two. I agree. Incorrect. Six three. Zero point six three. Ninety five goals in one hundred and fifty appearances, which is actually a very Loved good return. What a player! What a striker! He was lethal. He was absolutely amazing. The responsibility rests with Ruud van Nistelrooy. Oh, he's missed it! He has hit the bar! Yeah, love the fucker. Carry on. That Everyone else hated him, though. By the way, what was his fucking goal ratio? <laughs> <sighs> All right. Straight true or false? False. Uh, Michael Carrick played more games for United than Brian Robson. True. Wow, yeah. Probably. Okay. This is an easy one. I think this is an easy one. I you should get this. Uh, right, I know. Roy Keane, a British record transfer at the time. How much did he cost United? Oh, I didn't even get a chance. Three point seven five million from Fatsnarist. Correct. If I was a teammate of his, I'd kick him up and down the training pitch. I ju- you just some of the senior players have got to get hold of him. A talented, talented boy, but his attitude, even last night, he's like, he's like a, a spoiled child. He's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, yeah, there was an article reason. the other day, a clickbaity right. article, that Roy Keane has earned more than fifty million, I think, or was it five hundred million? Five hundred from what? Doing what? Just being Roy Keane. It might have been fifty yeah. million. Probably fifty. He already earned fifty million from a transfer fee of three point seven five. No, I and mean like his career. Yeah, yeah, in in life and even today, with fifty million, I don't think so. He rakes it in these days. 50 fucking million. All those controversial things he says. No. Here we go. Now, I don't know. I don't know uh, how much trust and faith you put in the internet. Okay, here we go. I found it. It's an article from uh, The Express in the UK. Three days ago. Man United legend Roy Keane's fortune makes him richer than Idris Elba and Billie Eilish. Roy Keane has stashed away some serious cash following a successful playing career. Bloody, bloody, blah. Get me to the figure. Okay. Roy Keane. Oh man, they drag these articles out and then they write. Oh, they okay, so do. Last sentence. And then they quote, right? Okay. They, according to Celebrity Net Worth, which I think has my personal fortune at about two million. <laughs> nice. And me. Yeah. Nice. And me. Uh, if they saw what I'm sitting here wearing, for fuck's yeah. sake, two million. Keane has a massive personal fortune that sits shy of 50 million pounds. And that makes him as bollocks. Richard than Billie Eilish, Orlando Bloom, and Idris yeah. Elba. I'm not buying that for a second. Oh, there you go. No. Anyhow. I, I'll ring him and ask him. Yeah, text him there. 
I'll just I'll text him. Roy. Yeah. What's the More shift email? What are you good for, Roy? What are you good for? What have you got in the bank? I do remember he was the first player to break the 50k a week mark in the Premier League. People lost their shit at the time. Um, random one. I watched that movie during the week, The Bank of Dave. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a decent well, watch, actually. Yeah, based on a true story with um, Rory yeah. Kinnear in the, in the lead role. Yeah, enjoyable. There you go. Yeah, okay. That's my recommendation. There you go. All right, back to the quiz. Oh, fuck, there's more. Yeah, carry uh, on. Your favourite United manager, Simon, um, David Moyes. Spiegel. How many games was he in charge for? And for a bonus point, how many did he win? Well, he was only there for nine months. So if you go a match every week, it's 36. couple of cup games, I'm going to say 47 games. Very close. 51. Okay. He and how many do you think he won of that 51? He won, I think, low 20s, 23. Oh, you fit the post there. 27. Oh, bastard. Yeah. Yeah, Bring him back. So, Simon, with it all this shit going on with Man City, did could Jose Mourinho be uh, sitting there thinking, I, I won the league with this club, and then they got rid of me? Three premierships, and I won more premierships alone than the other 19 managers together. Three for me, and two for them. Respect, 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 man, respect, respect. Mourinho could be the first manager since Fergie to lift the Premier League trophy at United, yeah. yeah In fact, we, we could be, we could be. I think it, the way it works out, it could be that Liverpool will will win three more and United will win four more because they're handed to the second place teams, yeah. And over the last eight or nine years, United and Liverpool have finished second to them, yeah. So, yeah, Mourinho, wow. yeah. And I wonder then, I wonder, I wonder. Come on, come on, come on. If, Think about this for a second. Mourinho's contract would have been full bonuses, win bonuses, competition mm. progression bonuses. So if they do win the title, do him and the players qualify for a bonus? Good question. Yeah, I, I would think. I know if I was one of the players, I'd be going uh, here. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't they be? If they're yeah. going to be awarded the league title and the club get the glory and the trophy and another accolade, why would the people who actually won it? Phil the, Jones the, the, must be chuffed. Ah, <laughs> he's still there. Is he he's still, still there, there. and he's played the same amount of minutes this season for United as I have. <laughs> God, That's it'll be hard, interesting to see how it all unravels because it's um, it's so big and so complex. But uh, the ramifications potentially are huge. Oh man, they, they could be relegated. They yeah. could be relegated. And what it could be a few be clubs like. in trouble. All right, gents, what have we learned this week? We've learned that Roy Keane is like minted, minted. beyond belief. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Alex Ferguson was not a very good manager for a while at United. He was for at least yeah. a week. And we learned that the most popular uh, best film made in Ireland, John, was? Mrs. Mm-hmm. Brown Boys, the movie. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Simon? Well, I learned that if you are travelling around the border counties in Northern Ireland and a green high ice pulls up and a small dwarf gets out wearing dungarees and offers to sell you some diesel, fucking run the other way. See ya! <laughs>